Welcome to How We Win, the official podcast of The Persistence. Action is the best antidote for anxiety, and there has never been a more important time to step up. Today is all about writing letters and another big send. We have a special interview with Vote Forward founder Scott Foreman and the vice president of the National Council of Jewish Women, Claire Lipschultz. I'm Steve Pearson. And I'm Mariah Craven. And, and this, this is How, how We Win. We are so excited about this interview. Scott Foreman has had many conversations with us about the impact that your letters in the past have had on elections. And we're gearing up to send a whole nother round of them and have a huge impact on the upcoming midterms. Uh, Steve, you had a chance to sit down with Scott and Claire and uh, talk about this big send that we've got coming up. And I'm excited for you to hear it. So without any further ado, here is the interview with Scott and Claire. Scott Foreman is the founder and executive director of Vote Forward, a nonprofit that harnesses volunteer energy to help increase civic participation among traditionally underrepresented communities using, we all know it, handwritten letters. Claire Lipschultz is the vice president of the National Council of Jewish Women, a grassroots organization of volunteers and advocates who turn progressive ideas into action. Of course, you know them because they've been around sort of like forever. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Steve. Um, it's great to be on the show again. Yeah, great to have you. And Scott, let me start with you really quick, because our, our listeners, of course, should be familiar with Vote Forward. But for anyone who isn't or needs a refresher, tell us about your organization. Okay. Um, well, uh, thanks, Steve. So uh, Vote Forward is a 501c4 nonprofit. Uh, and uh, we do exactly what you said we do. <laughs> um, we try to uh, increase voter participation as much as we can, especially among underrepresented communities. Now, the fact that we are a 501c4 means that we also do some explicitly partisan work where the goal is to increase turnout among Democrats. Uh, specifically. Those campaigns are very obvious on the website. You can tell which ones those are. Um, some of our partners avoid those and others um, uh, seek them out. Um, right. But the 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 overall story about Book Forward is that we've organized this community of volunteers to write handwritten letters because we've been able to show over a number of years that it is quite effective at increasing voter turnout. We've done a bunch of randomized trials uh, which are kind of the gold standard for demonstrating that kind of effect. Um, I started it in 2017, and we've basically been um, scaling things up ever since. Our biggest program to date was um, what we called the Big Send in 2020, uh, which was a program in which more than 200,000 volunteers wrote more than 20 million letters to voters across the country, which yeah. is way bigger than I ever expected this thing to get. <laughs> um, and so you started yeah. just you started just in your kitchen writing you know letters yourself, right? So that that, that kind of blew that's up. Right. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, there were a thousand in 2017 and 20 million in 2020. Um, wow. So uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the story. I imagine some of your listeners are familiar with us already. Um, but for anybody who's not, um, the other thing I'll say is that it's really easy. Uh, part of the reason that I started this thing is because I was looking for um, a voter contact volunteer 
option that was suitable for an introvert like myself. I'm not, mm. I don't particularly love calling people or knocking on doors, although I recommend that too and have since gotten uh, more used to it. Mm. Um, but all it takes is, you know, maybe 20 minutes and five stamps um, to, to make a difference. Um, so the barrier to entry is really low. Well, I do think most of our listeners have not only been familiar, but probably have written some letters. If you haven't, uh, you know, like Scott said, the barrier is uh, zero. They're really easy and ineffective. And of course, our listeners are familiar with the National Council of Jewish Women because Claire, as I mentioned before, they've been around, uh, in fact, since 1893. Um on the front lines, advocating for women and families. Can you tell us a little bit about what uh, the NCJW's current mission is? Well, certainly, and I, I will say, Steve, it is a mission that we have had in that long history, which hasn't been 129 years. Our work is inspired by our Jewish values of belief in the dignity of every human being, and in social and economic justice, particularly mm. as it impacts women, children, and families. And we also work for individual rights and freedom. We do this work through education, progressive and feminist advocacy, and community action to make an impactful transformation in our communities, our country, and our government. Uh, we now have over 200,000 advocates across the country mm. doing the good work. Typically, we have three to four top priorities within our trimester, which is how we break down our um, the work we're going to do in a given period of time. We're guided by our resolutions, and one of those resolutions is fair and safe voting and elections. And to that end, and what we're going to speak about today is why voting is an NCJW priority as it is. And mm -hmm. I'd like to explain why we chose Vote Forward as our vehicle. Yeah, well, go, go right ahead, because um, I'll, I'll say that you've worked with Vote Forward before in the 2020 election cycle. Um, your partnership with them resulted in over 30,000 letters being sent. And uh, and now you are partnering with them again on the the big send, uh, which has just recently launched. So um, what has made these letter writing campaigns so successful for your organization and what does that partnership look like? Yes, well, as I was saying earlier, the uh, NCJW's top priority, one of our few priorities is safe, easy and equitable access to voting. We, like everybody I'm sure listening, yeah. <laughs> believes yeah. that your vote is your voice and that our democracy is at its strongest when every voice is heard and people can vote for leaders that respect and represent their values and their interests. And uh, the efforts to ensure that people are able to register, cast a ballot, and have their ballot be counted fairly is at the base of what we're doing and believe that all these former and recent state house uh, pieces of legislation that unfortunately are becoming way too often exclude individuals from the electoral process. And that lies at the heart of NCJW's effort to increase voter engagement in the US. So why do we decide on vote forward? Uh, as you said, we did it for the 2020 election cycle and we will be and are engaged already in the 2022 
cycle. We're committed as an organization to working um, in deep partnership and collaboration with other organizations. And we chose specifically Vote Forward to partner with to connect our advocates with potential underrepresented voters across the country. NCJW pre-COVID was very involved in in-person voter registration drives, canvassing door-to-door uh, -door on issues, poll watching, educational programs were all ways that we were engaged. And during COVID, our volunteers remained committed to fully engaging and needed to find safe ways that they could do that. And after we researched several Get Out the Vote organizations, we decided to partner with Vote Forward to connect our advocates. And, and here are the reasons why. Okay. We are a 501c3 organization and Vote Forward social campaign, which is nonpartisan, was a fit. So that was key. Secondly, the ability to write letters from one's own home without in-person contact was key during this time. And Vote Forward allowed letter writers to also be part of a larger community and feel that they were part of this group and not writing in isolation. That was really important during that time and still. And uh, there were several other issues, uh, some of which Scott brought up, uh, the fact that they were uh, they based what they were doing on evidence and research about the efficacy of letter writing and the way they were during, doing it uh, to turn out voters was very compelling to us. Secondly, uh, because we're an organization of sections, that's what we call our chapters, the Vote Forward approach allowed us allowed the regional organizations to create a branded campaign. So mm. for example, NCJW California Vote Forward, which gave a discrete sense of identity and community to the volunteers' actions. That really was an important buy-in. Uh, we found the Vote Forward approach, and Scott, I hope you're feeling really proud about all this, <laughs> that, there, that there was a great ease in participating. I can see him blushing. You can't hear it on the oh, podcast, I, but he's, his face is turning oh, red underneath well, the beard, good. I think. That's good. That's good to know that his work has paid off so well. We found the ease of participating with being able to print letters at home and using a template letter, which allowed the writer not to have to write a treatise, but just a few sentences uh, to personalize the letter about why voting was important to them, again, was important to our volunteers. And then having just the flexibility of people being able to write letters when they wanted to, where they wanted to, and, and how many letters help people decide that they wanted to engage. The staff support, Scott, was great. The platform was easy to use, and we knew we had a real uh, winning partnership. And finally, the whole concept of having the big send was a great motivator, setting uh, in place a concrete goal and time frame. not to speak of the fact that people just um, were thrilled as they saw the piles of letters in there, whatever space they were working in, grow and grow toward that big date of the big send. And that is why we chose uh, to work with Vote Forward. 
So many great reasons, and uh, yeah, Scott's like floating up in his uh, in place right now. But I, I, but it's one of the things that I really do love about letter writing, how accessible it is to everyone, and also the big send, how it's been able to bring a coalition of different groups together for this common cause. And um, so often I hear in people I'm talking to complaints about how we organize in silos and uh, and we're not able to effectively bring together these different groups who are organizing in, in great meaningful ways and use our collective power. And this is an example where I think that's really effective. Um, so let's talk about the big sin, Scott, and I want to get a little bit into the weeds too because you've been on the show before talking about the results of all those studies. The efficacy of these letters is really impressive and exciting. So. Um, can you talk more specifically about how effective they are and what's the goal of this particular big send? What what are we uh, working on for 2022? Sure. So uh, the overall story on efficacy is that we now have multiple years uh, worth of randomized trials, um, more than half a dozen, in which we've seen pretty big effects on voter turnout. Um, and enough so that we think there's a pretty good case that this is one of the most effective known ways of increasing turnout. You know, the gold standard classic ways that people do that are by knocking on doors, making phone calls, sending text messages. Um, I, I personally think that there's pretty likely that phone calls and text messages are getting less and less effective over time. Uh, it's harder and harder to reach people. This is also why polling is difficult. Mm. Knocking on doors is still great. And we want a lot of people to do that too. Um, but one of the advantage of, uh, advantages of writing letters is that you can start very early. Um, so we actually launched the campaigns that make up the Big Send back in late February. And we already have almost a million voters who have been claimed in order for folks to write letters to them. And that's in May. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is before the primaries. This is before you know we even know who most of the candidates are. And in some cases, what the congressional districts are, although that's a whole other story and a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so um, we've seen really big effect sizes, basically, um, and across a number of different electoral contexts. And so we feel quite confident that it's a productive use of time and energy and one that you can accumulate over the course of the year. It's not like you can knock a door in May and have it have an effect in November. It doesn't work that way. Um, so the stockpiling aspect is definitely one of the advantages as well. So so to be clear, just to lay it out for people and make it really simple, because people always ask, what's the most effective thing I can do? Right now, it's uh, canvassing, maybe still number one, followed by these letters at, as a close second. Is that right? I, I don't think anybody has ever actually done that comparison head to head. <laughs> and we haven't. So I don't really know. Um, I'll just say that my, my understanding is that they're sort of comparable um, in effect size. Um, and there are some other direct mail things that are really good too. And then, I'm, well, I'm going to talk about that and be controversial here because I know you don't like to do this, but I'm going to put you on the spot anyway. Then after that, you said, and I agree with you that Texting and phone banking have diminishing returns, although uh, especially as it relates to canvassing, phone banking is really important to help clean up those lists and make the canvassing sure. more effective. So it's, sure. it serves sort of dual purposes. And the, Absolutely. But, but I want to bring up uh, postcards because ah. everyone talks about postcards and I don't want to – 
I don't want to poop all over postcards. Um, but the research that we've seen has not shown the same effectiveness with postcards, has it? Yeah. Well, so again, there isn't really good head-to-head comparisons. Um, and so I want to qualify what I'm saying, partly because I don't want to disparage anything that anybody does. Right. Um, it's all really good. And anybody who does voter contact of any kind, I want to applaud that. Um, just based on the publicly available research that I've seen about the efficacy of postcards, it does look like they're not quite as effective as letters, um, just based on some of the studies that have been published. I don't totally know why that is. Um, I think one reason might be that um, some of those projects are not quite as effective at uh, making sure that everybody follows through. Um, it also might be that they're easier to ignore um, because you know you see immediately what it is and you think, oh, okay, I'm just gonna toss this out. Mm. Um, and there's a sort of curiosity factor that comes from getting a letter where you don't know what's in it <laughs> until you open it. Right. Um, so I don't, we don't, we don't really know. And it's definitely something that we're interested in continuing to research. But I would say that there's reason to think that they're probably a bit more effective. Yeah, and I was just going to say, uh, from a volunteer standpoint, and our volunteers have done the full range of, of engagement, but what people seemed to really like about writing the letters as opposed to postcards was that they didn't have to write as much, to be very honest with you, mm. that postcards did just seemed to take longer because there was more that they had to write than the few sentences within the letter where you'd insert that into the template. So I think people enjoyed writing the letters more and actually, frankly, just having that activity of folding them and putting them in the envelope. And again, I don't want to um, forget that notion or put that aside that having those letters pile up and pile up and pile up was very, very gratifying, much more so than putting five postcards at a time in the mailbox. Yeah. And uh, again, I'm not trying to bash what people are doing. That's not. And, and I know I'm going to I'm going to get some letters now for for bringing this up because people love doing postcards. And that's great. Like, you know, like I want people doing action. But we're also about driving people to the most effective actions that they can take. And it's such a comparable activity. If you're going to spend your time doing something like that, I just would encourage people to go to vote forward and adopt some letters and and do something that. Uh, it it certainly looks like has uh, a little bit more efficacy than than postcards do. People are going to hate me for this, and I love all of the postcarders who are doing that. Just just a suggestion, anyway. Um, so Scott, talk about since we're encouraging people to write letters, talk about you know the goals for the big send. Okay, so the big send in twenty twenty two, the goal is to write at least ten million letters to voters across the country. Mm. If you go to the website these days, you'll see. There are many, many campaigns. Um, some of them are cover entire states. Some of them focus on specific congressional districts. If you do the uh, analysis of the voter file that we do every year in preparation for these uh, programs, you find that there's something north of 10 million voters who we definitely want to reach. Hmm. And so that's the first goal that we've set. It's not a ceiling, though. Um, and so if we do uh, find that we're able to hit that goal, um, we have uh, many more uh, behind them who we would be very eager to make available for uh, for folks to write to. 
Top line though, uh, first goal is 10 million uh, voters, uh, letters written to them um, across, I don't even remember how many states, it's 20, <laughs> 20 or 25 or something like it's that. It's a lot of important races. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, all right. I want to finish up in the question that we ask all of our guests. Scott knows what's coming. Um, so I'll have him go first and then let you close this, Claire. What gives you the most hope for the future? Um, let's see. What's giving me hope these days? I would say, well, here's one thing that I'm not sure that I've mentioned before. I, um, I think that midterm elections like the one we have this year are historically quite low turnout. Mm -hmm. Many fewer people vote typically in midterms than in presidential elections. I think there are reasons to believe that that might not be as true as it used to be. I see, I look out at our volunteer base and I look at, you know, um, the news cycle and the things that people are talking about out in the world. And I see a lot of angst about our politics, but also a lot of care. And uh, I, I th think that's a good thing. I think engagement in the political process is good, whether it's volunteering, which we're already seeing way more than I would have expected at this point in the cycle, and then ultimately voting. The trend lines are, 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 are good in terms of voter turnout overall. And I do think that's a healthy thing for our democracy. Um, and then I, I mean, I, I probably have said this before, but I'll also add that the kinds of stories that we hear from volunteers about how much it means to them to be able to participate in this way, that's a sort of ongoing source of um, hope and encouragement for me. I find it really heartening that people are able and willing to take the time to do this sort of old timey, <laughs> somewhat time consuming, maybe anachronistic, uh, but, but very satisfying activity. Um, and convey messages to their fellow citizens um, that are hopefully, you know, with any luck, um, a, a broad source of hope and optimism. Like there's something just sort of wholesome about it in a way that mm -hmm. I think we need more of. Um, so those are a few things I've been thinking about lately. Um, hopefully that resonates for somebody. <laughs> That's great. That is inspiring. Thank you, Scott. And what about you, Claire? What's giving you hope? Yes, I would have to echo a lot of what Scott said. Um, it's The backdrop isn't a pretty backdrop. I think people share a, a common sense of fear about the democracy that we have had and that we hope to have into the future and that there is this sense of crisis. And I think that is acting as a motivator to action. There are more diverse communities organizing through relational organizing. I think we've become more sophisticated mm -hmm. in understanding how to reach people. I see more young people engaged than ever before as they learn about what things were like before and how they can return to that without there being careful watch and stewardship of our uh, democracy. And it is this involvement and this engagement that gives me hope, if not in the very near future, but in the longer term, that we as a people will rally together to protect and promote our democracy. And I think the outpouring of engagement around vote forward is a, a real example of that. 
That's wonderful. Well, thank you both, Scott and Claire, for what you're doing to protect and promote our democracy. And um, I'm grateful for both of your work. It's great to meet you, Claire, and get to hear more about what you're doing. And uh, Scott, you know, come back another time, too. <laughs> we, we always love talking letters here. Sorry about bashing postcards. I'm in trouble. Oh, uh, no, that. no. Um, <laughs> thank you for encouraging people to do voter contact in general uh, and vote forward in particular. Um, it's, very, uh, it's very welcome. Um, so, agreed. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. All right. I can't wait to get started writing my letters. I've been doing my hand exercises. You don't have to wait. You can go straight to vote <laughs> forward. That's V-O-T-E-F-W-D dot org. Vote forward dot org. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess I'm going to get out the ice pack for, for my wrist and, and get to work. Thank you everyone for joining us today. This is how we win. We win, we all get involved. We want to hear from you. Please send us an email at hello at howwewinpod.com or tweet to us at bluesboysteve and at Mariah underscore Craven. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple or wherever you get your pods. Share us with your friends and help us build this community of informed and active volunteers. This is how we win. That's right. We appreciate you being here. We'll be back with some more next Wednesday.